in-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Today we could find out if the proposed debt ceiling bill will make it through the House. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez. The compromise bill to raise the debt ceiling cleared its first hurdle. The House Rules Committee voted to advance the bill to the full House, but it was a close call. Hearing no request for further amendments, the questions on the motion to report. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All those opposed say no. No. The opinion of the chair, the ayes have it. The Rules Committee voted 7 to 6 to send the bill to the House floor. Two of nine Republicans joining with Democrats on the committee to oppose it. A floor vote's expected tonight. The bill still needs to pass the House and the Senate. Live look outside as we check out our weather cameras and you can see nothing but uh, clear skies right now. Chris and Curry here in the First Morning Weather Center tracking what to expect ahead. Yeah, good morning. We begin with a live picture up in Georgetown. Ewald Kubota weather camera showing a nice clear view of I-35. I don't have anything in the way of fog to show you this morning. Your temperatures look good, upper 60s to low 70s as you kick off your Wednesday. 70 in Austin, 69 Marble Falls. 67 in Fredericksburg with upper 60s out towards the east. Temperatures technically a little bit warmer in most areas. We're going to see a nice afternoon. Get a little toasty by end of May standards as we're going to see low 80s by lunch. Forecast high 90 underneath that mostly sunny and dry sky. You don't have to worry about rain. No storms in the forecast today. We are just going to be hot and humid for the next several days. We are stuck in this pattern here all the way through the upcoming weekend. There will be some weekend rain to track though. It's an unorganized kind of setup, but I expect storm chances actually increase beginning on Saturday. So we'll walk you through the timing, potential totals, how much we could see between now and the end of the weekend. Those details coming up in your first morning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. We could soon see some court documents that shed more light on a man that Austin police are calling a serial killer. He is 62 year old Raul Meza Jr. Former Travis County judge tells us that he slipped through the cracks of the criminal justice system after he was convicted of killing an eight-year-old girl in the 80s. Police also revealed he confessed to murdering two others, his 80-year-old roommate earlier this month and a woman in her 60s who was killed four years ago. And now they're looking to see if he may be responsible for other cold cases. KXAN's Brianna Hollis explains the disturbing details. Tell me she got murdered or what? Sergio Rodriguez of East Austin is talking about a woman named Gloria Lofton. She knew me since I was a little kid. We first heard her name Tuesday from police telling us this man, Raul Meza, implicated himself in her 2019 murder. That's just not right, man. Moving north to Pflugerville. It's crazy. It's crazy. Julio Flores uh, again, lives just houses uh, down from where police say Meza confessed to killing his roommate, Jesse Fraga. The latest case, which was just this month, prompting officials to call Mesa a serial killer. Very surprising and uh, um, I'm a little concerned. Mesa's chilling rap sheet dates back to his teenage years in the 70s, where he got out five years into a 20-year sentence for aggravated robbery. While still on parole for that case, he murdered eight-year-old Kendra Page. And this is where his storyline repeats. He was sentenced to 30 years in prison for the little girl's murder, but got out 11 years later. And to continue to commit these type of heinous offenses, it's this community has not been safe. The community echoed this sentiment from retired Travis County Judge Charlie Baird. 
protesting Mesa's release. That is a heinous offense, the death of a child that also involves sexual assault is is a heinous offense and the 30-year sentence to me appears to be just excessively uh, light and has killed how many people we don't know so here's a serial killer that that uh, justice was not served so it was a travesty of justice that was Brianna Hollis for us to recap this for you police have now connected Roe Meza to four known victims they say in 1975 he shot and injured a man at a convenience store and he was just 15 years old at the time he went on to kill eight-year-old Kendra Page in 1982. They say he confessed to killing Gloria Lofton in 2019 and his roommate, 80-year-old Jesse Fraga, just days ago. Austin police detectives also say they are looking into eight to ten more cold cases that Mesa may be connected to. They say that number could also rise as the investigation continues. The Williamson County Citizens Bond Committee meets today looking at infrastructure that the county needs. It will see if it needs to consider a bond election in November of 2023. Now, if the committee decides bonds are needed to fund future projects, they're gonna have to propose those future projects to the Williamson County Commissioner's Court for a potential funding of it. The meeting is today at five o'clock at the City Park Rec Center. The Texas Senate returns at the end of this week. The ultimatum on property tax relief the House is giving them this special session. And why some of the biggest companies behind AI think that it could be the end of humans. Good morning, Georgetown. A live look at our camera over at the Ewald Kubota for you to give you an idea of what traffic is looking like right there at I-35. It's looking pretty good. Let's talk about the state capitol because the Texas Senate returns on Friday. And House Speaker Dade Phelan says senators need to pass the House version of a property tax bill or nothing. Yesterday, House lawmakers passed their property tax plan. Then they adjourned, meaning they cannot meet again for the rest of this special session. The state Senate passed its own property tax plan, and that included plans to expand the state's homestead exemption, the amount of a home's value exempt from property taxes. It's a priority of Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, but the House Speaker says it goes against the special session call defined by Governor Abbott. The governor's call is expressly limited to cutting property taxes solely by reducing the school district maximum compressed tax rate. SP1 and SJ or, SJR1 are not germane to the governor's call. Lieutenant Governor responding in a tweet, he said he is shocked that the governor was advocating for a bill that would take additional savings from homeowners and give it to businesses. Still ahead as the Texas Attorney General is facing some legal trouble. Why six employees are taking leaves of absence at his office. Why you should give yourself a little more time if you're flying out of Austin Bergstrom International Airport. Good morning, a live look outside from our Palms car wash camera up in Northwest Austin. Not a lot going on out there on 183 as Central Texas starts to wake up on this Wednesday. Texas Attorney General's office confirming six employees are taking leaves of absence. It's a defense suspended A.G. Ken Paxson in his impeachment trial this summer. Among the six, Solicitor General Judd Stone. Chris Hilton, the chief of general litigation who tried to defend Paxton before the investigating committee. Listen. This is an undemocratic and morally reprehensible attempt to overturn the will of millions of Texas voters.
The House is preparing its prosecution with a Republican majority group of impeachment managers. The Texas Senate will decide the fate of Attorney General Ken Paxton. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick will act as the judge presiding over the trial in the Senate. The senators will hear, will hear rather evidence and witness testimony to decide whether to convict Paxton on 20 charges, including bribery and abuse of office. We now know when the seat of an expelled Texas House member is going to be filled. Representatives unanimous, unanimously voting to expel Brian Slatten earlier this month. He's accused of having that inappropriate sexual relationship with a 19-year-old staffer. Governor Greg Abbott announcing the special session to fill that seat will be on Tuesday, November 7th. Many of the biggest companies behind artificial intelligence have signed a short statement warning that their technology could spell the end of the human race. Wow, NBC News' Jake Ward joining the Today Show for a breakdown of what they're warning. Good morning. More than a thousand AI scientists and notable academics have signed on to a statement that warns about the possibility of extinction at the hands of AI and calls for humanity to band together against that possibility. But critics are also pointing out that many of the people signing this statement are the very people who run the companies pushing to get AI out into society as fast as possible and for as much money as possible. We'll be breaking down the controversy and the complication here coming up on the Today Show. Okay, looking forward to that story. Yeah, We'd okay. like to uh, <laughs> last a little bit longer. Uh, experts say that there is at least one thing in many of our bedrooms making it harder for us to fall asleep and stay asleep. Yeah, researchers trying to understand how watching the clock while trying to sleep could actually be affecting your ability to go to sleep. Spencer Dawson, an assistant clinical professor in the Department of Psychological and Brain Sciences at Indiana University, says monitoring the time could affect the use of sleep medicine by increasing insomnia. What we found is although these factors seem to interact with one another, the time monitoring behavior appears to be upstream of insomnia symptoms in terms of predicting use of sleep medication. Some ways you can improve your sleep, get rid of the clocks that you have in the bedroom. This could mean turning off your alarm clocks, maybe covering them, putting away all the watches, all iPhones and phones. If you're struggling with insomnia, Dawson recommends that you work with a therapist. Mm. Seems more like anxiety than insomnia. If you're just constantly checking yeah. your you know, phone to yeah. make sure you're not going to miss the alarm. We've actually talked about this very mm -hmm. thing. I, Sean and I both have this problem where if you can't fall asleep, yeah. suddenly you're like, well, what time is it? Yeah. Well, how much longer? I think longer everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is like a normal okay, okay, thing. Also, you can't get rid of the clocks in your room. Know. You, know, you need like, it. I don't know if this solution works. I'm just going to turn off my alarm. Right. You know, I can't <laughs> Sorry if I don't wake up. Yeah, not sure that would fly for many of us. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast. Hopefully, uh, we can help wake you up this morning. We've got clouds and radar showing not a whole lot around us. Severe storms well to the north. We're talking severe thunderstorm warnings up in the panhandle, but those are not likely to reach us. We are dry. We are quiet. Our rock and dirt yard camera there in Buda is showing me a pleasant drive this morning. Temperatures are in those upper 60s to low 70s, currently sitting at 70 here in Austin with those calm winds and humidity certainly noticeable. So if you can swing being poolside, I highly suggest it. Temperatures will go from the low 80s around lunch to a forecast high of 90 degrees today underneath that mostly sunny.
sunny and dry skies, so you don't have to worry about rain chances. Not going to happen for us today. A look at your forecast highs, area-wide, upper 80s to low 90s. It's hot, but this is actually pretty normal for us here in May. I mean, end of May, we typically pop low 90s in the afternoon, so right on schedule with the numbers. Your UV index? And 11. So make sure you are smothering yourself in the babies in sunscreen. You want to make sure you're taking breaks in the shade. That's not necessarily going to help cool you down, but it will help block some of those harmful rays coming in from the sun. As far as your rain chances go, nothing today, nothing tomorrow. I think most of Friday will stay dry. It's going to be this weekend, Saturday, Sunday into Monday. Right now, Sunday and Monday are looking like the two wettest days with a good 40% chance of rain. So, so scattered in coverage. Not everybody's going to get wet, but we could pick up maybe about a half an to an inch in the western counties and then about a quarter of an inch to a half an inch along and east of I-35. That's what most of our models are telling us as far as that rainfall goes beginning Saturday and lasting into Tuesday. Not necessarily a big old storm rolling through. It's really just high pressure scooting out of the way. Maybe a couple of storms and showers moving in, especially west of I-35. So your seven-day forecast shows high temperatures kind of flirt with 90s all the way through the end of the week, mostly to partly cloudy skies, adding in more cloud cover Friday. Your rain chances start at 20% on Saturday. They'll get up to 40% Sunday and Monday. Temperatures in those upper 80s to low 90s, even with the rain. Your overnight lows pretty much flirt with the upper 60s to low 70s too. So there's not a whole lot of variation in your temperatures as we get into the next six to seven days. Upper 80s to low 90s, overnight lows in the upper 60s to low 70s. Just watch for those rain chances on the back end of the seven day beginning Saturday through Tuesday. Thank you so much. Catalytic converter thieves are now facing harsher penalties here in Texas with Governor Greg Abbott signing a bill into law that issues tougher penalties for people found in possession of catalytic converters, unless it's for a business reason. This is a bill that also aims to specifically stop crime rings that target the car parts by making it a first degree felony for anyone possessing more than $300,000 worth of converters. If suspects are found to have a used gun during a theft, the punishment would increase as well. Going in depth last year, off-duty Harris County Deputy Darren Almendares was shot and killed when he confronted three suspects going after his catalytic converter in a grocery store parking lot in February. He was off-duty at the time. Cedar Park Police found two men with 28 suspected stolen catalytic converters. According to State Farm, thefts have risen 400% with these car parts since 2019. As more people are getting outside for the summer, you want to be on the lookout for bees. We told you how seven people needed medical help after a bee swarm attack. This happened near Richard Moya Park near Austin's airport. Experts tell us that the swarms, uh, it's swarming season when these honeybees hives become overcrowded and that leads to the need for a new colony. Farther you are from their home, the less likely they are to continue stinging. If you are caught in a swarm attack, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension says you need to try and outrun the swarm. Experts say standing in one place trying to swat away the bees only allows for more of them to arrive. Travis County Parks hired a professional and removed and relocated that hive from the park to another location. So Memorial Day weekend marked the unofficial start of the summer travel season and judging just how busy Austin's airport was yeah. that morning, you may want to plan some extra time, extra time for your next flight. That was uh, some lines out the door leading up yeah. to the weekend. The airport has seen nearly 5 million passengers so far this year. This month alone has it seen two of the busiest travel days in its history. 
Sunday, May 21st, the fifth busiest day with more than 36,000 passengers. And this past Friday, this is the day we we're talking about with the lines out the door, May 26th, the 10th busiest day with more than 35,000 flyers. Listen, if you are plan planning to fly to New Zealand, a heads up, they may ask you to step on the scale. It's the amateur way. Air New Zealand asking some 10,000 international flyers if they'd be willing to get weighed before they fly. Today, the experts on the Today Show are talking about why it's not exactly what you may think. Air New Zealand is being asked by their regulator, their equivalent of the FAA, to validate that the standard weights that they're using for passengers is in fact accurate. And so they're going to collect a, a fairly large number of passengers as they board. They'll weigh them. That will go into a database. And uh, then they'll be able to determine what is the uh, an appropriate and average weight for people with their carry-on bags and everything else. Later on on the Today Show, an NBC News aviation analyst says this practice may eventually end up in America too. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. The Taylor High School Ducks baseball team is enjoying its best season in history. Noah Gross looks at the team's success and why it's about much more than baseball. The Taylor baseball team had some success the past two years, but after getting knocked out earlier than they hoped last year, coach Justin Adams had a message for his group. Why can't we be a team to win 30 games? Like, what's stopping us from doing that? And to clinch our 30th win, you know, as a school record 30th win last, you know, last week is, it's incredible. The last two postseason trips, the Ducks have lost to China Spring in the second round. Their opponent this week in the state quarterfinals, China Spring. A few years ago, they, they keep knocking us out, but this year, we're, we're a new team and we're a different team, and I feel like we have all the confidence and all the fans in the world to get them this go-round. As the Ducks look forward to what they hope is a run to the state tournament, they do so with the memory of a friend and teammate they say would be playing with them right now. I mean, he was my best friend. I've known him since I was born, and we're actually neighbors, so, and, I mean, he's, every time I step on this field, I'm playing for him just to make him proud, and just, I know he's watching down on us. Jace Gill passed away in an accident in eighth grade. One of the numbers he wore when he played baseball was two. Nick Truder now wears number two in honor of Jace and catches for the Ducks, still taking notes from his late friend. He'd always hustle, you know, he'd catch like five games in a row in the tournament, so that really, you know, that'll like, you know, push me to strive to like push that last little bit out. Jace's other number was eight, now wore by another one of his closest friends. Devin Valdez. We've always been motivated, but after after he passed away, I mean, I felt like I myself was motivated more than ever, and us, this team really wants to go get this win for him. We're praying like we have a chip on our shoulder, and we want to go win this state title for Jace. History in their sights with their teammate in their hearts. Noah Gross, KXAN News. We're cheering them on. The best of three series begins today at Baylor Ballpark. Westlake, Rouse, and Johnson City are also in the regional finals. Good luck, y'all. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.